Good morning, everybody. Hey, it is Tuesday. It is in CPI Inflation Day. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds to see how that's affecting the marketplace. Before we do that, though, let's not forget. We only have a few seconds. Dave's here right now. Light FM. You too is there. You too? Yeah, me too as well. It's 8.40 now, 20 before 9. Time to check in on your money and find out what's going on on Wall Street. And pretty much teaser event here. Probably not a whole heck of a lot is going to go on until tomorrow afternoon when the Federal Reserve decides to uh, whether or not they're going to kneecap us with another interest rate increase because that's the uh, dominant news. Let's check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services and see his take on things. Philip, how are you this morning? Hey, I'm doing well this morning, Dave. It is, um, you know, I, I got to say, I think the numbers are good. The, the, um, the, the markets yesterday, man, oh man, I didn't get a chance to look at them till I uh, till got home last night. And boy, did they have a great day yesterday. They sure did in the growth stocks anyway. The Dow was up by a little over half a percent of 190. Standard & Poor's was up by 40, which is just under 1%. But holy crud, NASDAQ up 203 points, 1.53%. And then I look at the uh, Russell 2000 is back down in about the normal range, up a little under a half a percent yesterday. We've got a really thin rally going on with a lot of uh, with with the stocks on the Nasdaq 100. But I'm starting to hear the word bubble echoing through my mind because it's such a thin rally on the Nasdaq side. Well, it is. I think some of it is probably that FOMO, right? The fear of missing out by the retail investor um, thinking he's going to jump in. And and make some money and and you know what that that usually doesn't end well for folks because it's uh, you know that's when the, the the traders decide it's time to get out and so yeah what um, what's, what's the old rule of thumb when the what's the amateur the rule of thumb when the amateurs come in that's about the time the pros leave yep yep so <laughs> so that's uh, just caution you know be be careful if you're you know running your own money be be careful what's going on out there. Yeah, I was honestly kind of surprised about NASDAQ's bump as well, because while Microsoft is one of the big blue chips in the, com- in the country, uh, yeah, Oracle had a good one. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, Microsoft uh, is trying to buy Activision, and uh, that's one of those things where the federal government looks at something, raises one eyebrow at the Department of Justice, and everything tends to go south in a hurry. I mean, I don't care about video games. I don't play them. I don't give a fig. But Activision is one of the other big games out there. And uh, and Microsoft buying them, the Department of Justice is saying that burgeoning video game industry, that's a monopoly possible going on. And they're putting the kibosh on another major corporate purchase. And that, that tends toward being one of the things that kind of has rippled through the markets among the uh, mergers and acquisition world. Yeah, it does. And so it is, um, you know, when you start getting uh, major control in any industry, you know, the the DOJ is going to come in and start investigating to make sure that um, there's no uh, monopoly being formed there when it comes to that industry. Even if the industry is kids playing video games in their parents' basements. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, It's a revenue generator. I hear you. Uh, yeah, the, the the big news this morning is the uh, Consumer Price Index report that came out. And you and I were comparing notes when we started out. My set of analysts, 
uh, we said we overachieved by not much, but a little bit. Your analysts say it was right on target. Our, our consumer price index year over year is to 4% now. That's down from 4.9% from, uh, last month. The uh, core, the stuff that doesn't change and go back and forth, getting rid of things like food and energy that go back and forth, was at 5.3%, which uh, was a little hotter than you know, than, than, than my analysts had it at, but we're basically doing what we said we were going to do, and that kind of prompted you and me to say, okay, what do you figure the Federal Reserve is going to respond to that by doing? You know, I look at those numbers, and, um, you know, especially like CPI overall down nine-tenths, that's, mm -hmm. that's a pretty good decline, and it's the best we've seen in two years. So um, my, my hope is, is that uh, they will pause um, given this data, now we got data coming out tomorrow, and I don't think they make their decision until you know sometime after, probably after lunch tomorrow when they finally take the final vote. But um, we got the PPI tomorrow, and so that could that could give some credence to one way or the other when it comes to what the Fed does. Again, it has us in this wait and see mode. Pretty much. Jay Powell has said basically it's going to be almost a last-minute decision, which kind of implies they're going to be looking at the producer price index tomorrow morning as well. The thing that hits me is we always talk, and, and we make a little bit of fun about core inflation because it gets rid of electives like food and energy, but those are things that go down again after they go up, too, because they're an unstable price base. Get those out of the system, and the stuff that's ratcheted up and doesn't go back down, we're still looking at a core inflation rate on the consumer side of 5.3%. Now, that's a tenth of a percent more than my analysts had it at. My understanding is it's what your analysts said they were expecting. But even so, that's staying up there even while the overall index goes down by a little bit month over month. And I'm looking at that if we have anything less than a pleasant surprise on the producer price index. If I was to go on a limb, I'd say, I'd, I'd say the odds just increased a little bit of another quarter point tomorrow afternoon. Well, it could. I mean, the core CPI did go down from, from the prior month because uh, it was 5.5. It um, and so down to 5.3. Now, that's not as big of a jump as the overall CPI drop, but still, at least it was going the right direction. Okay, you're an optimist. This is this is not this is kind of role reversal. I'm the optimist. <laughs> I'm the pessimist, and you're the optimist this morning. <laughs> but I think the PPI will carry. I think the PPI will carry more weight than what we want it to. I expect so. In 2 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, you can pretty well expect a, a seismograph on the charts anyway. And that's going to be the overall news. And I'm looking right now, the markets are not really moving all that terribly much early on this morning. They did get driven a little bit positive because we had one more high-tech company that reported after the close last night. Uh, and I was describing them as kind of a dinosaur in high-tech but they've managed to uh, you know, weather the storm and kind of reinvent themselves. Oracle is doing okay, I gather. They, they have done okay. They, um, they came out for this last quarter. They beat across the board on top and bottom line. Um, you know, earnings, they earned about four cents more than expected. Um, so that was, that, was, that was good for them. They, um, let's see where their stock is right now. So they've been up as much as five. They're up 5.8% right now. So a, a nice little bump for them. Actually, Dave, it'll open at a new 52-week high. 
Um, at, uh, right now it's trading at $123.20 a share. The last 52-week high was $117.51. So a, a nice little bump there. And that's, that, 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 to me, I kind of see as a measure of the high-tech industry. Once you divide the shakeout and you're into the kind of into the system, for lack of a better term, you know, some of these companies that uh, we make fun of on the high-tech world, you know, they come on flash in the pan and then disappear. Some, some of them, like Oracle, have managed to go through the changes and uh, adapt, and they've become ongoing concerns that have become respected companies. Yeah, they, they really have. And so that's... You know, companies like that and even like IBM, they've kind of done the same thing. You know, they've, they've had to reinvent mm -hmm. themselves. Um, and, and that's what, you know, good companies do is they they figure out what they need to do to be relevant in the current marketplace. And, and that's what those couple of companies have done. Yeah, there's good parallel between IBM and Oracle because Oracle made their name originally as a mini computer manufacturer. And they were one foot out of the grave about 10, year, 10 20 years ago when the uh, personal computer took over. And all of a sudden, now cloud computing and software, Oracle is a big one. Microsoft, or rather, uh, IBM isn't as big as it once was with their big mainframes, but they're also as a cloud computing and software company. They've actually become. Uh, a different kind of ongoing concern, but a, a business that can adapt and uh, sell well, even in a new environment. Yeah, that's right. They, they really have. They've adapted. So, Speaking, uh, speaking of adapting, we were talking about this before we went on the air. Apple has not introduced anything new of any great, exciting level, except for that new virtual reality headset that they uh, introduced last week. Uh, the market didn't react very favorably to that, but uh, after they had a chance to digest it a little bit, a $2,500 virtual reality headset? Evidently, they got optimism. Apple is bumping their nose back on $3 trillion in market cap right now. They are. I think that I saw a headline where they, they hit their all-time high as far as that goes. But they are sliding down. UBS actually downgraded the stock to neutral um, late yesterday. Uh, we're, we're seeing a little bit, not much, but down about a third of a percent right now this morning. Somebody must have heard me say that iOS 17 is boring, but that's <laughs> just the beta tester talking. Pretty good update yesterday on Wall Street, 45 minutes before we start throwing real money around this morning. What do the markets look like? And we've got a green ink, Dave, uh, uh, pretty much across the board. Dow's up uh, almost two-tenths of a percent. S&P 500 is up a little over a third of a percent. NASDAQ 100 is the big winner. Well, not the biggest winner right now. The Russell's the biggest winner, up uh, three quarters of a percent. The Russell 2000, man, it's up over 1% this morning. So, so some good numbers coming across the board there in anticipation of uh, tomorrow's interest rate meeting. On the other side, we got Green Inc. as well. Silver's up three quarters of a percent, still above 24. Gold can't still can't quite get to 2000 is at $1,978, up almost a half a percent. And then crude oil is making a, a comeback uh, up 2%, about where it was yesterday, though, $68.50 a barrel. I don't really understand why it always goes. It, it always has a cycle where it goes down at night and then back up in the morning because we keep saying it's up, and I keep thinking, darn, it's right where it was yesterday at this time. Exactly. Uh, 
I don't really understand that particular commodities industry very well. Across the world, is pretty much sunshine all over as well. The Asian Pacific Rim market all ended up up for the most part overnight last night. And uh, Europe's doing about the same kind of a conservative reaction after looking at our inflation. But nobody's reading 45, uh, halfway through their market day over in Europe as well. Getting a plan for retirement counts for a lot. And if you look at what we talk about day by day, you can go either euphoria or depression, depending upon what we're talking about at any given time. You don't want to retire on that. How do I find you to get a plan, Philip? You know, Dave, that's exactly why it's important to have a plan in place. And that's why we developed our core retirement design to help people really and truly design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statter Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730, 95.3 FM. And back again tomorrow morning with uh, an update as to what's going on with you and your money here on Light FM, courtesy of Statler Financial. Philip, you have a good week, and I'll see you shortly, all right? All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope your week is going well. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.